Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched uh, SmackDown episode 1051 and 205 Live episode 149. It's back. I'm so excited for that. Um, and I, I saw both of these in person um, at the T- at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. And then... Um, I also saw an awesome, awesome new show from Spiegel World. It's at uh, the Venetian in the Grand Canal shops, kind of tucked away in the back. Like, you have to walk through the entire place to get there. But um, so I was, like, cutting it pretty close to get there after SmackDown ended. Um, as it turned out, a couple of people who are in that show were at SmackDown. I assume they probably didn't stay through all of 205 Live. Um because they probably need to get there faster than I I did, but um, or sooner. They probably didn't get there much faster than I did, but they, they definitely got there sooner by leaving sooner. But anyway, um, I really recommend this show. It's super fun. It's it's probably even more raunchy somehow than Opium is, um, but it's absolutely <laughs> worth checking out. It's so fun. Um, and if you're, if you're not offended by raunchy humor, then definitely give it a shot. You might not think it's, if, if, I think the only way you wouldn't enjoy it is if you're offended by it. If you just think it's not funny, there's, there's, uh, there's really amazing acts and entertaining acts throughout the show. Um, so if you, if you can tolerate the raunchy humor, then it's still worth seeing. But if you'll be offended by it, then, you know, get get out. Um, <laughs> I recommend... Uh, I, I had the pew seats. They're, like, in the... Uh, if you look at, like, the, the seat map, they're on either side of, like, the entryway of the stage. And there's aspects of that that is really cool. But um, I feel felt like there are a few moments and probably a lot of extra stuff that i missed out on because i would see people go and climb up the ladder to go to this upper stage part like throughout the show but once they were up there could not see them at all um it's all like extra stuff though uh none of the actual acts um like the acrobatics or anything like that take place up there or maybe they do i don't know because all, all of the main stuff happens in the center so you can see that from down there um from the weird pew seats so, uh, I, I don't necessarily recommend those, but at the same time, it was still really fun. Um, next time I go, I'm going to get different seats. It's also really cramped, uh, cause it's three people to a pew and it's the, like, a- it's like average size people. And, um, I'm, a- I'm wider than an average person. And there was another person in the set of three that was, was much, much wider and so I felt, I felt pretty bad for the person in between us um, that he just kind of shoved in there. But yeah, it was still it, it, enough about this the the the, the hip situation. But um, uh, it's really funny. There's all kinds of um, acrobatic acts. Uh, it's all Western themed. It is has nothing to do with uh, nuclear testing or anything like that which I just kind of thought they might go in that direction of like the Fallout Western type of thing, Fallout Vegas even. 
but it is not it does not have any of that stuff type of stuff in it despite being called atomic saloon show um so yeah check it check it out it's i forget how much the tickets were um but they're they're about the same price i think as uh opium and absinthe but i don't think they're like on sale as much as those are since it is brand new but i could be wrong maybe it's on sale even more to get more people interested in seeing i i don't know go check it out it's um it's a spiegel world show and just look search for atomic saloon show that's their instagram tag as well you can get they have like all kinds of videos and pictures of the acts and everything and um okay so this is a this is a spoiler for this show so i really recommend if you ever plan on seeing the show do not listen to this spoiler do, do skip ahead to like two three minutes if you skip too far that's fine whatever um because i'm just gonna start out talking about roman reigns versus seth rollins anyway and so you know if you if you skip skip forward and you hear me talking about them then you know you're good okay spoilers for atomic saloon show um there is a girl like a couple rows in front of me and throughout the show she kept like getting up and going to like the bar and then when she would come back she would like come across the stage from different angles and everything like that and it was driving me crazy and it was uh and the the it would always happen when the host um which is this really funny redhead lady um would be doing her thing and she's like, oh, well, make, you make yourself right home, at home, why don't you? And stuff like that. And because in these shows, they mess with the audience members and everything. And it totally made sense. That they'd be like, what the hell? And um, it was driving me nuts. And then uh, in the last scene, she disappeared for a, a while. And then she comes back. But instead of uh, getting back into her seat, she like climbs up onto the railing and starting like, kind of pole dancing kind of thing and while like all the other the rest of the cast is like trying to do their finale dance deal and uh and then the 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 stage director comes out and he's like trying to get her to stop and she jumps up onto a different part is dancing some more and i realized oh this is all part of it because then she starts a fight with somebody and uh it turns into a big brawl and uh there's all kinds of kinds of nuts stuff great stuff going on there there's like a slow motion thing there's bunraku puppetry in the show oh my god and um i i can't go into the details of the times when it happens but it's in there and i love it and it's great and it's great and i love it and there's like a slow motion thing that includes some bunraku puppetry in there too so it happens twice in the show it's it's amazing and um yeah i love i love this show it's great i don't know i'll have to see it one more again from another angle to 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 really stack up stack it up against opium but um and i have to see absinthe again too because absinthe is is really really good um but man, uh, I totally got worked. I totally got worked by by that girl, um, and that it's great because that was the professional wrestling element of it. Was uh, getting somebody in there to do the fart uh, to, to both be in the bar fights 
and to train everybody to do the bar fights. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, awesome, <laughs> really awesome. Um, it worked. It worked even even more so. It was a sustained thing throughout the night. Um, not just the annoying guy with his his uh, his camera at the beginning of Ka. That only lasted for like five. That was about a five minute thing, and that totally got me. This was the entire show. And it totally got me. So, uh, well done. Well, well done. I followed a few of the people who are in the show and all of that. Um, none, of them have, none of them have followed me. No, I don't care. I'm not looking for them to follow me. It would be cool if some... A couple of them did, I think. Uh, not from this show, from other shows. Um, but anyway, uh, it's cool to see all the the, the Las Vegas performers... Um, in, in there, um, let's see. Okay, cool. Um, just looking at, uh, the photo. So I, maybe they trade off so that they don't give it away as much. I don't know. Cause the wrestler, who is um? Who's on? Who, who I follow on Twitter? She's not the same person who who is in the audience to do the thing. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, anyway, oh, oh, she's that's cool. Um, all right, so go check out Atomic Saloon Show. Now let's talk about the uh. This episode of SmackDown, uh, it's all the hype has been that it's going to be that it's the draft, and that there's going to be all these people from Fox and USA that are part of it. Uh, they were not; they were all like in rooms in like reacting to things very briefly with no like as a group, like oh yeah, or, like or disappointed that kind of thing. That's that doesn't count for like having people people known from your shows or something like that i I was really disappointed in that uh it was just stephanie coming out and reading a list of five names at a time or five team names uh so there are a few teams a a couple like the oc was drafted all in one shot so that was a great deal from raw but um for raw to pick up them but uh also apparently and i'm so i'm glad that i didn't ever look at the the draft pools because they messed up and they had the the names were in the exact order that they were read for like the first three or four rounds apparently and then they mixed it up just a little bit after that and then and they changed what was on the site so it wasn't in that same order um i don't know it seems weird to me that the that the list wouldn't just be in alphabetical order um also is uh thinking back on it last week is really weird that the street profits draft report preview whatever they um they talked about three people just three people and they're completely random people that they talked about it seemed like uh because it was i think it was uh chad gable who's now shorty gable but he was chad gable still at the time uh, I think it was him, uh, Buddy Murphy, and Drake Maverick, or something like that. Or maybe it was Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, and Drake Maverick. 
And it was so – like, that's the only time they did that. And it was only those three people. And I don't I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand what that was about. But, um, I mean, it was obvious what they were doing. But that it was the only three people that they did it for. It was really weird. Uh, maybe they called it off when, when it was, like, going kind of rough. But um, before the show started, we had the dark match – Oh wait! If you if you skipped ahead to this part, I'm not talking about Seth or Roman yet. Now I am, but uh, I'll get to them in just a second. So you are past the Atomic Saloon show spoilers. Okay, um, the dark the dark match before the show is the B team versus Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery won that match. Um, then we had Seth versus Roman in an awesome match. I thought if this match had come uh, had gone to a an official conclusion if I had gone to a pinfall or something like that. And this match was supposed to be, um, it was unclear as a live audience member that this was the case. I only knew that because I saw, I saw, saw that it was been announced as that like online, but in the arena, there's no mention of it or anything. There were no promos before that, uh, nothing from the ring announcer that the winner would determine who gets the first draft pick. And it doesn't even seem to matter if there was a winner of getting the first draft pick because it's just five names read real quick right off the thing. And yeah, the draft itself, the presentation of the draft was like, it was just really bad. It was, and then the, the like panel show, they had like a very brief thing with the panelists um, over on the side. I could kind of see them, not really. But um, they're the opposite side for me. And um, so that, that that seemed like that part could be cool. That maybe they could they could have talked to some of the superstars who were drafted during that or something. And so it was just the, it, those people there. I mean, Joe was on there. That seemed good. But we couldn't see what was going on with that. We could hear them, um, I think, all the times that it happened. Uh, we heard them. But they did not show it up on the screen because I'm sure if people could see up on the screen, they would go over there and try to like go oh, like behind them, whatever. Um, some people try to do that anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, really disappointing the draft presentation. It, it like they could have did any anything different, and it could have it could have been better. I guess they could have done some things different that could, that would make it even worse. But I don't know. So the actual draft aspect, ugh. but this opening match was awesome, and it was like pay per view quality uh, until the the ending was interrupted by the, uh, the fiend coming up through the mat and pulling Seth down into hell, and then uh, Seth crawl crawls back out, but gets uh, attacked again. Anyway, or no, he didn't get attacked again. The fiend was just like peeking out from the hole. Like a, a really, a really disturbing groundhog. And, uh, yeah, so it, they had a lot of time to kill to, like, replace all the stuff for that stuff having happened. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was, the match up until that point was, like, on fire. Like, uh, Seth had, had, um, countered the spear into a pedigree and stuff like that uh, it was it was shaping up really really good but yeah we had the fiend attack 
in, instead, which which was cool. It was, I thought I thought it was cool in person. Um, so the first list of of names, uh, Becky is the first pick. She goes to Raw. Um, Roman Reigns goes to SmackDown. O- or- Orange County. <laughs> the OC. All three of them go to Raw. Um, Bray Wyatt goes to SmackDown, and Drew McIntyre goes to Raw. Uh, then we had King Corbin versus Chad Gable, Shorty Gable. Um, Corbin wins via an end of days, but, uh, yeah, this match was another really good one. Um, I know, uh, a lot of complaints that they keep having this match, uh, but in my opinion, they have been really good. Um, even though it's mostly, uh, Baron Corbin winning them, but like, they're still good match. They're still good matches, and I feel like they're all a little bit different. Um, I haven't been... Uh, I'm not as memorable, memorable, memoryful, mem- mind- mindful, no. I don't remember specifics of the match enough to uh, point at certain things that evolve from, from matchup to matchup, but um, I've enjoyed seeing them fight each other every time. So I'm not in the camp uh that there seems to seems to be at least a few uh people online who are just over seeing these two fight and i'm i'm i i like seeing them fight every single time so there uh so then uh Cor- corby wins via end of days i think i already said that uh the next b- batch of uh the next batch of draftees um, is uh, Randy Orton goes to Raw. His first time going to Raw since the initial brand split. So that's interesting. Um, I mean, he's appeared on Raw in the last few months, but he's not official. He's still part of SmackDown tech- technically, I guess. He wasn't traded over in the shakeup. That, the, the last few months are kind of, are weird as far as all this goes. Um, Sasha Banks goes to SmackDown. How about that? Um, Ricochet goes to Raw. Uh, Braun Strowman goes to SmackDown. And Lashley goes to Raw. Where will Lana end up? We did, uh, Rusev was not part of this. Um, assuming he's going to go to Raw. But um, Rusev is not part of the draft pool on this night. I think he's in the draft pool on Monday. Um, Kane Velasquez promises to give Brock a symmetrical face scar. Uh, so as, as after they showed the the photos from their fight in UFC, UFC 121, was it? I don't know. I feel like it was 121. Why would I remember that little deal? I didn't write it down. That's for sure. But it's, it's what it said in the corner. Um, whatever number it was. Maybe it was 121. I don't know. But uh, like after watching that, Brock like you know, touched the scar, like remembering, and then Kane's promise he's going to do, he's going to give him one on the other side of his face. So that could be pretty cool if he does. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see a crown jewel. Um, New Day versus OC. Um, New Day wins and uh, Kofi hits the trouble in paradise on AJ. So that's it. That, that's a pretty nice ending. But, um, in, as far as there's like no promos really, well, there kind of was a promo at the end of the, um, 
um, the sisters getting the 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 pink belts. Um, that whole segment was was nice. Like their friendship with Xavier Woods, especially that was really cool to see. Um, but this organization is is from what I have read, um, what I've heard, um, the Susan G. Komen Foundation for whatever it's called is awful. So, um, it's, it, I, I'm supportive of those, those sisters, but I'm not supportive of that organization and, um, you know, seek out other, other organizations that use, mo- mostly use their money that isn't being wasted on lawsuits from Susan G. Komen, uh, use, actually use their money to, uh, for, to fund cancer research and uh supports uh survivors and stuff like that instead of one that uses their money to protect their brand primarily so yeah um do i i haven't read super in depth on it but i i I feel like i've read enough to have an idea like yeah this it's a bad they're they're doing more bad than good um so yeah yeah like to to have a a it's really explo- exploitative and it's uh it is dam- damaging to other organizations cuz it's wasting their funds as as well as their own funds on stuff that has nothing to do with actually helping uh people with uh with with breast cancer it's it's so stupid it's ridiculous Anyway, the next batch of um, the next batch of draftees, uh, Alexa Bliss goes to Raw. Uh, I guess at this point they they started changing the order from what was originally on the site or something. I don't know. Um, Lacey Evans goes to SmackDown. Kevin Owens goes to Raw. The Revival goes to SmackDown. They're the they're the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, so that makes sense. Um, so far, nobody has been taken away from the show whose title that they have uh revival technically um were never taken off of raw they just went after the smackdown tag titles and got them and that took them there so this is like solidifying yes they they are on smackdown uh that takes them away from randy so they're uh r.i.p uh fdrko that was such a great like a couple of weeks that they were together. So I'm glad that we actually, actually got to see the, the FDR KO, um, or, or the shatter KO machine happen a couple of times. Um, and Raw gets Natalia and then Viking Raider. And then right after this, the last set of, uh, draftees, Viking Raiders go to raw. Lucha house party goes to SmackDown. Nikki cross goes to raw. So Alexa and, and Nikki can still be together. Um, but that's such a wasted pick for them. They could have drafted them as a team, but I think they, they couldn't do that because they don't have a team name. Uh, that's gotta be the only reason that they couldn't do that or whatever other reasons. Um, heavy machinery goes to SmackDown and street profits go to raw. So that's, that's awesome for them. That's awesome for them uh street profits get have you know gotten a lot of street time. they're they're really entertaining too uh 
And then we go to our main event, Charlotte versus Bailey, where Bailey comes out, gets her Bailey buddies up and up, up and at him, and then she pulls down her hood to reveal that she's she's cut her hair, new hair, no more ponytail, and uh, she goes and grabs a. I thought it was a kendo stick in person, but <laughs> watching it back, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, it was like some kind of uh, like axe handle, but with with razors on the edge. And she used that to murder the Bailey buddies, uh, which was fantastic. And um, she proceeds to uh, this. This match was was, uh, I like this match a lot more than their match at Hell in a Cell. And um, Bailey wins the championship back. And she uh, she dresses the audience at the end of the show. Hey, you bitches! <laughs> Screw all of you! Um, it was great. I freaking loved it. It was great. Um, I'm so excited for Bailey. Um, <laughs> I was thinking like, uh this 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 is Pam. This isn't Bailey. This is her. This is great. And I, I kind of want her to change her name, but she'll still be Bailey, I'm sure. Um, okay, so that uh, this and the opening match, like those those two things, made SmackDown itself r- really worth it for me, uh, especially Bailey, evil, evil, evil Bailey. Um, a few weeks at Clash of Champions, I was I, I tweeted. You know, I think all all the four horse women are bad people, um, and uh, yeah, they they all are. None of them are, none of them should be like admired and like supported. I don't think, like as far as like their morals or whatnot. I think yes, they should be supported because they're awesome. They're awesome, and they have great matches and all of that. But yeah. Um, Oh, but yeah, the draft was a total dud. But th- these two matches alone and Bailey th- th- were awesome, and I'm so glad that I was there throughout. I was kind of thinking throughout the night, like, ugh, why was I? I shouldn't have come on this trip. It was just a. It was like a 20 hour trip. Uh, I got I, I got to the airport at like 10:30 a.m. I left. The, I had a 24 hour trip. I got. I left the airport the next day at 10.30 a.m. So it was a quick turnaround there. Um, it was just to see this in Atomic So Atomic Saloon Show was absolutely worth seeing, too. Um, but if that, I wouldn't have flown there just to do that. Um, but if I, did, I was, hadn't gone to SmackDown, I would have gone to, to another show earlier in the night. But, um, but then we had 205 Live. It did happen. Um, and there, there were three matches. Uh, we had, da- let's see, Danny Burch and Oni Lurkin defeated, uh, Drew Gulak and Tony Nice. That match was great. Um, I had my Oni rules ma- uh, shirt on, uh, to, to get to the arena. I went past New York, New York. So I took a picture in front of the Statue of Liberty there and posted a thing, uh, uh, with uh, with me and the Statue of Liberty throwing up the the finger, um, Ari Devari uh, defeated some local guy. 
Uh, so good, good for him. But uh, it was the lucky guy got some good offense in there. But Davari is always always fun to watch. Uh, so he was he's just bagging on on Las Vegas. He, he was like hyping up Las Vegas. He was like, but the great thing is, I get to leave. You guys are stuck living here because you suck. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and then our main event, which was, I don't know exact, exactly what type of match it was. If it was, uh, no, no DQ, if it was a hardcore match, if it was a street fight or what, what the stipulation was or anything. So I, I was kind of confused when the first kendo stick was used and the, the ref was like unflinched, un, un, unfettered by the use of kendo sticks. And they're like, oh, okay, this is it's all legal all this stuff is legal so there's all kinds of chair action i finally got a table out there with a big flying senton through the table that was amazing and um oh what was some of the thing there is some cra- there is some crazy stuff in this in this match um there's a huge pile of chairs uh that happened um but uh tozawa is about to get uh another Huge flying senton uh, with chairs stepped on top of Brian Kendrick, but Mike Canellis came and attacked, and so uh, he helped uh, he helped uh, Kendrick get the win because there's no disqualification, so it didn't end the match there. And uh, and Brian Kendrick has a new friend in Mike Canellis, and that could be pretty exciting. There, the 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 move the the stories are moving moving along. We're moving forward with stories here on 205 Live, and I'm excited to see what happens next. Um, and what did happen next in the dark match? Um, so I didn't write down I didn't write down notes for this, but I'll try to remember. It, uh, the match was to be uh, Randy Orton versus um, Kevin Owens, but before they started the match, Drew Gulak and Tony Nese come out. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. These people already saw their main event for the night. We come in here, uh, 205 Live, week after week, uh, putting on the best shows and all of that kind of stuff. And as they're, uh, they have them uh, distracted, uh, facing away from the, the entrance ramp, uh, rambling on about all this, uh, Daivari runs out and attacks. Um, and so they, they triple team the two of them. And, uh, and then Mike Kanellis ends up coming out as well, um, saying, oh, you didn't think I'd come back out, what did you? To all the audience and everything. Um, but he ends up getting hit by a, um, a stunner and an RKO, and, uh, then Drew Kulak, I'm, like, super summarizing this, um, there's a lot of specific things they said that I really liked, um, but, uh, I'm sure somebody uploaded some video of it somewhere, um, and if not, then I might do that at some point, but anyway, uh, <laughs> the, we end, the, the very last thing that happened was that Drew Gulak got in there and performed CPR on Mike Kanellis to revive him, <laughs> and that was really great, so it was, it's so great that 205 Live was back, um, and it was also great that they were part of the dark main event and it was like kind of a statement from them, 
that we have the best wrestling of any show consistently every week. They didn't say it in those words, but that's where it was coming from for sure. So, um, yeah, um, I, I really, really enjoyed the night. Um, despite completely in spite of the draft itself. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, 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 all the 205 live episode, the entire 205 live episode is great. So go check it out, dude. That's not part of the catchphrase. Um, get, no, cut it out. That's what I was thinking of. Not check it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I can't think of anything else to say about this i i never saw that original draft pool listing so i personally don't have monday spoiled as well i think from the process of illumination one could see what uh could go off that if there's the same pattern for some reason that they had for the the pool for 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 monday i don't know but um there are a bunch of people that were not uh, specifically drafted so uh apparently they're free agents and they can choose for themselves or whatever so whatever that means um so we'll find out for sure when it's all done we will know what's going on so um yeah that's uh that's it for all this um i oh i also watched el camino oh my god it's amazing it's really good it's it's ama- it's 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 wonderful. Um, go watch it if you're a Breaking Bad fan. Go watch El Camino as soon as possible. If you ha- if you're a Breaking fa- Bad fan, how have you not? You must have already watched it. If you're a Breaking fa- Bad fan that who hasn't seen it yet, how is that possible? Maybe you just don't have Netflix. Um, but go borrow a password for 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 a couple hours. Um, it's totally or t- just sign up, do the do the free trial, and just watch it. And that's it. That's all you got to do. I recommend watching. Um, uh, oh, did, or did I already talk about? No, I don't think I recorded an episode talking about it yet. Or maybe I did. I don't remember. But um, I recommend at least watching the finale. But the recap for it that uh, automatically plays when you go to play it. That is really good. Um, that could be just enough anyway by itself. But I, I think it worked. I, I watched the final episode before watching it, just that episode, and that was really great. It was, um, uh, it reminded me of all the, all, everything I felt when I watched that finale originally. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really good. Go watch El Camino. It's better than anything else that I've talked about on this whole episode so far. Um, and, anything else i'll talk about in the rest of this episode uh so yeah let me know what you thought about smackdown 205 live uh atomic saloon show and el camino by tweeting me at tiw podcast go to twpodcast.com for more reviews if you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site please share some links with your friends subscribe on itunes spotify stitcher youtube wherever you like to listen stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses and i'll see you next time here on tiw podcast bye